You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. I have a question. Shh, be respectful the, uh, of me. You can act like a man. He's colossal, stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. I guess I should salute you as a worthy adversary and all that, but the truth is, I really did hate your guts. This is a single storm podcast. Okay, you want to know how sick and twisted our our political enemies are? <laughs> Check this out. You, as you know, I have been saying we fix GovEd and we fix this country. I firmly believe it. The reason why there are Democrat voters is because GovEd has gotten so screwed up. If they taught our children to love America, if they taught our children to love the Constitution, love the rule of law, to, to love American values, if, if GovEd wasn't an enemy to parents— and trying to stick its big nose in between the parental-child relationship, we would fix this country overnight. And th- this is how sick it's getting. There's a there's a guy on X by the name of Concerned Parent in North Texas. <laughs> and it's, he's kind of a parody. He's kind of a goofy guy, right? And he says, breaking news, William O'Reilly, that's his name for Bill O'Reilly, comes out as woke calls Florida book bans preposterous. All right. Now, what is Bill O'Reilly talking about? Well, he's not talking about the porn. A Florida county removes my books, killing Jesus and killing Reagan from school libraries. Preposterous. We are investigating and are seeking comment from Governor Ron DeSantis. This will not stand. Updates on BillOReilly.com. Now, here's concerned parent in Texas trying to make the equivalency, hey, you know, banning banning child porn, which is what Florida did, is comparable to, to banning historically accurate and well-researched books like Killing Jesus and Killing Reagan. I happen to know they're well-researched because I've interviewed Bill O'Reilly, and you probably have heard them here on the podcast about his Killing series books. So th- this is just insane. Oh, oh, look at you conservatives out there. Uh, Now now all of a sudden you're against book bans. Folks, is it really a book ban when you try to deny the ability for GovEd to put pornography in front of our children? Is that really what you would classify or constitute a book ban? Of course not. It's silly. That's how silly and vacuous our political enemies are. And as... I have established repeatedly it is insane that the Republicans in Texas, these 22 Republicans who voted with all the socialists to prevent parental school choice and education freedom, they don't belong in elected office. They are betrayers. And it is unconscionable what they did to voters. It's also unconscionable that the state of Texas is behind states like Wisconsin. Yeah, left-wing Wisconsin, they have parental school choice and education freedom before we do. It's sick and it's sad, but but there it is. Students to perform before the game, ring the pregame siren, wear school apparel. Learning can take place and be celebrated anywhere, at, at even at a Saturday evening hockey game. More than 650 students, parents, and educators from across the state will wear yellow scarves 
to the Milwaukee Admirals hockey game next week for an evening of fun celebrating educational choice. Hosted by School Choice Wisconsin, the celebration offers students and families free admission to the minor league hockey team's game at 6 p.m. on Saturday, January 20th. Before the game's kickoff, a choir of participating students will sing God Bless America, and a School Choice representative will ring the pre-game siren. So, folks, the fact that it, the, the fact that they are freer in the Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, in a state like Wisconsin, than we are in Texas. I'm sorry, as a Texan, I, I take umbrage. I, I really do. I, I just do not understand how that can be. Trust me, I wouldn't be so upset if GovEd was doing its job, but it's not. GovEd is a government operation, and it shows as much care and attention to the needs of the people it serves as our current government does, which is to say it doesn't. And as a matter of fact, as stated earlier, these GovEd institutions are facilitating, getting, are denying parental rights in the name of big government just to keep the money flowing and to keep power. And folks, they are, they are purposely putting themselves between students and parents. It is not their job. And here's the kick. The real kick in the groin for me is that we're forced to fund it all by the aforementioned individuals in the Texas House, these so-called Republicans who sided with socialists. I want to expand on parental rights and what folks are doing to fight for them. Coming up next on the Salcedo Storm podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. I'm sure you've seen all these Obamacare commercials. If they were accurate, everybody would be happy and your wallet wouldn't be dragged over the coals. In the real world, it appears those ads are just as much BS as Obamacare is. What if you're under 65 and need quality, affordable health coverage? American Medical Plan specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero co-pays at the doctor and no deductible on all outpatient services, including surgeries. You pick your doctors and hospitals. There are private plans, enroll anytime, and they are 30 to 60% less than Obamacare. If you're paying too much for your own health insurance, call American Medical Plans. They will customize a plan managed and chosen by you not the government. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Everybody's got an agenda, right? And in America, for the time being, that's okay. But I think folks would be stupid to fund an agenda that doesn't align with their own. Patriot Mobile can help you with that. When you make the switch to Patriot Mobile, you're going to get an industry-leading coverage guarantee. You're going to get all kinds of discounts for our first responder heroes and our veterans. But you're also going to be supporting a company that supports your values and donates to your values. And there's an added bonus. You'll also be supporting me. Your liberty-loving Latino. Every single person who goes to patriotmobile.com slash storm and makes the switch. You support the Salcedo Storm podcast, keeping my voice independent. Hey, I worked for a company that changed the rules in the middle of the game. I couldn't talk about the issues important to you. It was then I realized my voice needed to be independent. I think Tucker Carlson's discovering that too. Head to patriotmobile.com slash storm. Make the switch today. Use my promo code storm. Get free activation and stop funding the woke crowd. Call 972-PATRIOT or go to patriotmobile.com slash storm. Why get your news from people who don't share your values? Get news stories from Texas Scorecard. We provide real news for real Texans. Did you know you can watch Texas Scorecard on your TV? If you have a Roku or Apple TV device, download the free Texas Scorecard app. There you can find all the great Texas Scorecard video content. 
like Daily Headlines, The Luke Macias Show, Heads Up, and Scorecard Documentaries. Download the Texas Scorecard app for free on Roku or Apple TV. Folks, I want to elk up, elkum. Folks, I want to welcome to the program Shannon Ayers. She's a, is the Education Division Lead for Citizens Defending Freedom in Collin County. She's a retired small business owner, has been married for 31 years, has two grown children. Shannon, welcome to the Salcedo Storm Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure's all mine. Uh, so, a small business owner, how did you get involved in, in education issues? <laughs> I just kind of fell into it after I sold my business, sold my business after COVID, um, thankfully was able to do that (laughs) and, um, just found myself, you know, with a lot of time and, you know, just like everyone else during, well, maybe not everyone else, but during COVID, um, you know, you started to see things that were really, really concerning. And I was one of those people that was sitting on the couch thinking what, I mean, I've got to do something. I've got to do something. And so came across this organization that was fairly new at the time. We've only been around for a couple of years, um, Citizens Defending Freedom, and um, immediately said, that's that's what I want to do. And we have four different, you know, areas, four different pillars, we call them. Um, and one of them is education. And so, um, I don't know, I just got really, really angry about initially the books that I was seeing, you know, hearing about that was that were in the school libraries. And so got really passionate about that. And that just kind of led me. You know, into the different areas of, of issues that we're having in the, in the education system. So. You know, education is everybody's business, to be honest with you. I, th- th- that's the, the reason why I ask is because typically folks outside of the, that have dedicated their life to education don't, don't get involved in these issues. And I, it's my opinion we need to. That it, it, exactly. There is, there's so much writing on this. And if more people like you, business owners, just nine to fivers, people with different careers got involved because it's, it's our kids after all. So, you know, I, parental rights have been, in my view, under attack by a federal establishment, by the education establishment, and by uh, a, a lot of disingenuous, uh, dare I say, un-American people who have, who have tried to set up a predicate. If you're a parent and you object to what's being done to kids, you mentioned the the pushing of porn and calling mm-hmm. it art inside of GovEd, but uh, I would take it a step further to the to the LGBTQ ABCDFG cultural Marxist agenda, to critical race theory, the teaching of racism inside of GovEd, and when parent, parents say no, we we don't want that, they're they're, they're branded as terrorists, they're branded as malcontents. Uh, are you guys doing any work to push against that? Well, I mean, I feel like we push against it every day. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, you know, accused domestic terrorist myself because <laughs> I'm one of those people that, you know, goes into school board meetings and I, and I say what I think. And I do get, you know, because we govern all of Collin County, I go to many, many different school districts and speak. And so I get, you know, accused of, you know, not even having a kid in that district. And I mean, my kids are grown, so I don't have a kid in any district, but I do pay taxes and I do care about the kids that are in our communities. I mean, we all have to live in the community with these kids. And if we are, um, you know, filling their minds and hearts with all of these things that are just so, in my opinion, destructive, um, you know, we're going to pay the, we're going to pay the price for that. So um, we, we do fight the, you know, the porn in the schools. We've been somewhat successful in some districts like Plano ISD um, most recently removed, uh, gosh, I think it was about 68 books 
that um, we had parents, you know, send in re- reconsiderations for. Yeah, um, by the way, they, the left wing mm-hmm. calls that book banning. Yes, they do. Is that is that they book do. banning in your view? Absolutely not. No, we don't, you know, if, if we don't let kids, um, you know, go to rated R and rated X movies, is that movie banning? You know, if we don't let kids smoke cigarettes, are we banning all cigarettes? I mean, what we're doing is we're we're limiting access to children whose minds are developing and who don't have any need to be have access to that kind of material. It's not even need. It's it's, it's completely 100 percent inappropriate to have grade school children subjected to this type of material. But the left claims that they should be exposed to it, that. Why is it all of a sudden that people that, in my view, are dedicated to grooming children for sexual conduct, they're all of a sudden in the right, and those of us who believe in standards and protecting children from being over-sexualized, we're in the wrong all of a sudden? Well, I know, and they they claim it's because, you know, First Amendment rights and all that, but then when you try to, you know, talk to somebody about, you know, a teacher, for instance, that decides to have a... Um, you know, a, a Bible study during lunch, you know, it's in a public school. I mean, oh gosh, you know, you can't have that. Or if you want, even books in the library that are more conservative or more, you know, aligned with Christian values, they don't want those either. I mean, so it, well, they only want minute. free speech. They only want free speech if it's their speech. Bill O'Reilly <laughs> is out there. Uh, his history books, uh, Killing Jesus and another one of mm-hmm. them, these are historically accurate books, well-researched books. They're throwing them out of the libraries, and the and the left wing is laughing, saying, "Oh, how do you like having your books being banned?" Hmm. Let me see. Uh, we are trying to keep books with that are historically accurate, talking about major historical mm-hmm. figures in front of children. You're trying to put pornography in front of children. Who has the higher ground here? Exactly. Exactly. It's just. In my mind, criminal, you know, and I don't know if you saw today, and we're getting off subject a little bit here, but, um, you know, HB 900 that passed in the legislature uh, last session just got struck down today by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. The, but at least the, um, the standards didn't get struck down, but the mechanism by which somebody would be able to be held accountable for providing the books um, to children, to minors, that got completely stripped from which, from the law. Which, of course, makes me wonder, gee, if, if I come up on the street and I showed one of these books to a child, I could be arrested for, for trying. But, but, if, but if a GovEd school district does it, oh, it's okay. Right. And I tell people that call me book, you know, book banner. I'm like, if you can go get the book on Amazon or in Barnes and Noble or in any other bookstore, it's not banned. It's not banned. I mean, read your history, banning books when, you know, the the books were being burned. Uh, it, It wasn't a book that was just burned in one little area. It was, you know, you couldn't get it anymore. It was gone. And and you can get these books, in, sadly, in a lot of places. Barnes & Noble actually puts big displays up with these books. They have these books in the children's area mm-hmm. of, of bookstores. So, you know, go for it. If you're a parent that just thinks your kid absolutely has to have, has to have access to that stuff, then you can do that. You know, by all means, buy the book, sit in front of the fire, and have a, a nice little family story time with that, with that filth. And, you know, I, I just would warn them, though, not to invite the neighbor's kid, because if they do that, they could go to jail. They could go to jail, precisely. You know, and, and frankly... I, I don't know that you're you're protected under the law if you're doing it with your own children. Uh, folks, we're talking to right. Shannon Ayers. Shannon Ayers is the education division lead for Citizens Defending Freedom. 
there's a, an issue that uh, that my producer sent me that, that that is is high on your list here. It's called permanent versus non-permanent records. What does that mean? What are we what are we talking about here? So that comes from a case out of Anna ISD um, that we were made aware of uh, in my capacity as the Collin County Education Division lead. Um, I get a lot of calls, a lot of information from citizens all across the county of just, you know, things that they see happening in their schools. And I started to hear um, basically through the grapevine about this situation in Anna ISD where a a young man, a high school um, boy, had been dressing as a girl during school and that his teachers had not only, you know, failed to notify his parents that he was dressing as a girl at school, but they also took the additional steps of changing that child's name and pronouns to a female name and female pronouns. So they basically um, allowed a child to socially transition. They, They assisted in socially transitioning him from male to female, without the parents ever having been notified for almost an entire school year. So uh, I got to be honest, I I didn't believe it (laughs) when I started. I mean, you know, because I was just hearing it through the grapevine. I'm like, this cannot be true. There's got to be something, you know, that that I'm not hearing. Not not in Anna, Texas. I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean, this is little, you know, little small town in rural Texas. So I couldn't imagine it, um, but I thought it was it was important enough to find out. So I started to submit various public information requests to see if I could get information on their policies surrounding preferred pronoun use and gender identity and name changes. Um, and the information that I received through that process confirmed that it was, in fact, true. And one of the things that um, became, you know, one of the things that I that I got was a document that showed that they were they were referring to these permanent and non-permanent records because there was a conversation amongst, you know, administrators as to what do we do in this case when, and it wasn't about the information I got wasn't about this particular child, but it was just about name changes in general. Right. And they were saying that, you know, we've got, we can't change it on the permanent record because you have to do a you know, you have to go through legal means to do that, but we can change it on the non-permanent record. And so I'm like, what is that? So, um, and why look, would you though, do? Why would you do such a thing? What what, what would what exactly. what, is the, what is the possible benefit to changing something to to pushing this limit to where well we can't do it legally because it's against the law for us to do this uh, mm-hmm. you know on the official permanent record but we can do it on the the non permanent so we'll do what we can get away with because that right. that seems to be the the mindset of these GovEd apparatchiks we can, we'll do what we can get away with. Exactly. And what they're doing, what these districts are doing is they're following policy that they received from TASB. So TASB sends out this guidance on transgender students that, you know, of course, school districts take as law, (laughs) which it's not. But, you know, they take it as law. By the way, folks, TASB is the Texas Association of School Boards and the, the they are affiliated with the federal uh, association of school boards the federal association what what are they what is the federal one called the mm, maybe I'm thinking Department of a different of education <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe I'm thinking of a different because uh, maybe it's the association of school boards I, yeah. I, I, I there was some federal level that was the overseer of all of these across the various states I thought TASB was a, was affiliated with them but I may be okay. I, because there's so many government 
government agencies out there. It's hard to can't keep track to keep yeah. track of them. But yet, yeah, Tasby, we do have a a uh, organization here in Texas rising to take the place of Tasby in yes. helping schools with compliance of what the real law is, rather than you know the phony laws which are which are perverting our children. So, so Tasby is sending out this guidance under what rubric are they sending out the guidance? Well, in the guidance, they, they specify, you know, certain laws, um, and they do, they do cite the correct, you know, uh, Texas education code, um, and Texas educate, you know, just the, the different laws that parental rights. And I do want to encourage anyone who's listening, any parent who's listening, especially in Anna ISD right now, um, to, research that to look that up the texas education code chapter 26 google that and it will spell out your rights as a parent Mm -hmm. and if you don't know your rights obviously you won't know when they're violated right so but in that in the texas education code it gives parents a lot of rights and one of those rights is to access all not not permanent versus non-permanent all of your child's records but what the law doesn't tell you that you have to do is the districts do not have to offer those records, you know, on a, on a regular basis. They don't have to offer them up. You have to ask for them. So in Anna ISD, I would say if you're a parent there, ask for your children, your child's full records. You want all their records. That means counseling records, psychological records, teacher and counseling evaluations, anything, you know, grades, anything that you, you know, everything. I would ask for everything and see if there's anything in their non-permanent record that says that they've changed your child's name without you knowing. <laughs> I mean, you would think that that would just be. Remember the good old days when we used to just have to worry about, you know, what is Johnny and Susie, what are they, what, whether get, what are their grades in science or in English? Now, yes. now we've got to worry about GovEd aiding in this perversion and tra- and then hiding it. Uh, not right. only not only hiding it, but they they are facilitating it. They're planting the seed and then they're allowing it to grow. And they're they're they are stepping in in between parents and children, which is not the role of GovEd. I'm sorry, it's just not. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and they will like in this guidance. They they do mention Texas Education Code, and so they'll tell you what the code is and what it says. But then they'll say, but you know, with the, some situations, you know, these kids are in danger, and so um, they they actually reference the National Association of School Psychologists that have advised that you know transgender youth who experience. Um, you know, low family acceptance, uh, I think is what the, the terminology is of their gender identity, then they're more likely to, you know, have uh, depression and substance abuse and all of that. And so because of that, because of what the Association of School Psychologists say, um, a student may request that a district employee not tell his or her parent about the student's gender identity. That's in the TASB guidance, word for word. I just read it wow. from their guidance. Um, they also give an example of how a school can can address that if a, if a parent does not support a student's gender transition. It says one example is the schools have instructed staff to call a transgender student by the student's preferred name at school, but to refer to the student by the name on the birth certificate in all communications with parents. That's the guidance that they are giving, that TASB is giving to school districts, and that's what Anna ISD did. Yeah, you know, and, and of course they are instructing teachers and they're instruct, instructing administrations to be duplicitous to to enable a child to go against the will of their parents it is it, it's quite astonishing and that's why texans for excellence in education t 
is mm-hmm. is rising as an alternative to TASB. What do you know about T? Because I've interviewed uh, their 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 group quite a few times here on the podcast. And uh, what do you what do you think about and how can we help them supplant TASB, which is obviously anti anti family? Right. Um, I honestly don't know a ton about them. Um, I have heard of them, and I do know that you know they're definitely much more, um, or at least I've heard. I guess I shouldn't say because I haven't done my own research on tea. There, I know they're very new, um, and I know some districts in the area have gone with them. I believe, my, like maybe over in Tarrant County, maybe Keller, uh, South Lake. I've heard. I think those districts have have moved over to them, but many of the districts they like Tasby. They, and because they're all those, we've got woke school boards that are all on board with everything Tasby's pushing. I know. So, I, woke uh, school boards that are antithetical to what parents want taught. They believe they're in charge of us and not the other way around. Shannon Ayers is the education division lead for Citizens Defending Freedom. I have been a proponent of and continue to push for education, freedom, and parental school choice. 21 Republicans have joined every socialist in denying parents that freedom, that choice to liberate our children from the these Tasby infested school districts, for lack of a better way of phrasing it. Where are right. you on parental school choice and education freedom? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. And it's a very, you know, devi- divisive question amongst the Republican Party and conservatives. Why is um, it? Citizen, well, Citizens Defending Freedom has not taken a position on it, so I'm going to speak now just as Shannon, you know, Shannon Ayers, private citizen, um, because they've not taken a position. I personally, I don't hate the idea of school choice. I question some of the reasoning behind it um, that I'm hearing, and one of the biggest things I hear uh, a lot is this whole idea of competition. You know, if if um, school districts had some competition with more private schools and you know other schools, and, and kids can leave and take their tax dollars and go use it for another school, that the competition will make them better. Yes. And uh, you know, I I being a business owner for 20 years, I can tell you in the private sector that works great. When I got competition, I had to get better or I was going to lose my business. I didn't have the the government coffers to say, if I'm not doing better, if I don't do better, then, um, you know, I'm, can you give me more money? Well, see, actually, and, so you that just, I can stay afloat. Yeah, you and, just you just made the point. So if if and this is this is my understanding, if there's a set amount of money that is given to each student. You, you, mm-hmm. the, the student sits its, his or her butt down in the chair and that education institution gets money for that student for that day in that class. If that money follows the child, that money's, mm-hmm. that money's static. Now, if you want to give more to the children, uh, uh, stateside, fine, do so. But the money, however much you allocate to each individual student, it follows the student. So what that sets up is your gov ed may need to abandon their woke uh, Johnny can be Susie and Susie can be Johnny mm-hmm. and we need to hide it from the parents uh, mindset. You, they, they have to make a choice. You have a choice. You can either be woke or you can teach reading, writing, arithmetic and the sciences and do your job that you were created to do. It's, it, life's full of choices. You can either Except comp- I don't. Yeah. I don't think that they'll do it because that if you saw it in the last um, in the last um, school choice bill in what was it the fourth you know special session, Abbott threw 
billions, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I know, I know. to the schools. It was a terrible. they were all whining and saying, you it know, was well, a, you're taking money out. No, so it's a, it's a terrible. Pro- no, wait a minute. See, and that's the whole thing. No, we're not taking money out of your government run schools. You are. Because mm-hmm. because you are giving parents and students a reason to leave. If you would appeal to the people that matter, not your works, your woke school board, not to the Democrat Party, not to socialists, not to Marxists. If you would cater to the people you're supposed to be serving, then nobody mm-hmm. would leave. We're no, and, and again, and, and you're you tell us these these uh, government-run schools are the greatest things since sliced bread. Well, if that's true, then why would anybody in their right mind have given a choice? Why would they leave? Why would they leave? Why would no, they I leave? No, to- I totally agree with that. I, I do. I just question whether or not they'll ever run out of money because I feel like the government is always going to throw them more See, money. And that's, They're always going to give them more money. That's a problem. We shouldn't be br- we shouldn't be saying, well, uh, GovEd, we recognize you suck so badly, so when everybody leaves when they're given a choice, we're going to still give you more money so you can continue to suck. That's right. And that's, that's what the last bill did. That's what the last school choice yeah, and bill that, that's did. The, that's the wrong approach, and it's not something that we mm-hmm. would. And again, that was the that was a House bill that probably would have gotten a lot stronger once it got over to the uh, the Senate if it ever got there. But it never got there. Right. Right. So, right. Uh, did many bills die? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So so what about what what else about school choice and parent and and parental parental school choice and education freedom have you heard that that gives you pause? Um, let me think about that. So school choice, it was the competition argument. And then I I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, we want to help, we want to help the kids that are in these, you know, um, in the inner cities, right? These poor uh, kids that don't have the, the great schools that you have, say in the suburbs. And, and so I'm thinking that through going, okay, well, if you give that money to those kids to be able to go to whatever school they want, how, how are they going to get there? Because most of those kids probably don't have access. They're not going to be bused, right? They're not going to offer buses. So how are their parents who probably well, are working, you know, two or three jobs going to be able to get them to a private school or to I a got different a, school? I got an answer for that. And it's, it's, oh, good. it's, 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 <laughs> it's parallel to this, to this argument that left-wingers say that you can't have uh, voting integrity because people mm-hmm. of color can't get free state issued right. IDs. They're too stupid to get free state right. issued IDs. That, that that that's their that's their mindset. And of course, when you go mm-hmm. out and you talk to people of color, do you have an ID? Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, we do, we do. And you know, a Latino like myself or uh, you know, my my black brothers and sisters, they say that's just an absurd argument, and it's made by white elitist liberals. The same uh, concept. And I'll give you an example of this. When George W. Bush got to Washington, D.C., he instituted a voucher program, a school choice program. You know who was clamoring the most for it? The underserved communities, black and brown folks who were in in poor communities. They couldn't wait. They would move heaven and earth to get their kids into a better performing school so their kids could escape that poverty. They they mm. would they were chomping at the bit. You know, Democrats always think that that black and brown parents hate hate humanity, hate their own kids as much as Democrats hate them. And that's just not true. We love our children more right. than we love big government. So what did Barack Obama do when he, when he took over after Bush was in there? He took away the voucher program, consigning those black and brown kids back to failed government-run institutions. And mm-hmm. they, were, they were far worse for it. So, yeah. Uh, right, they, uh, right. Parents will make it happen. They will find a way to get their kids 
and break that poverty cycle, which is why my political opponents don't want it to happen. They want them there. They want them impoverished. They want them uneducated because guess what? That's how you make more Democrat voters. I believe that. I mean, you just have to look, all you have to do is look at, you know, the school districts and and look at the school districts that get the, get the most money, the most taxpayer, you know, money. They're, those are the ones that are worse, like Baltimore. I mean, yeah. oh my gosh, Ta-da. worst school system ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, look, Shannon no. Ayers, I really enjoyed this conversation. She is the education division lead for Citizens Defending Freedom. Uh, if folks want to figure out how they can support your organization, where can they go? CitizensDefendingFreedom.com. Very easy. Nice. Well, <laughs> yeah, you just go to locations and find your, um, we don't have chapters everywhere, but um, you can, you know, if you do the drop down on locations, it'll tell you what, what uh, counties we're in and you can select your county. Right on, right on. Thanks for getting involved and appreciate the time. Of course. Thank you, Chris. That's going to put a wrap on this Salcedo Storm podcast. Do me a favor. Visit a couple of websites, won't you? Number one, TexasScorecard.com. That's where you go for all the news. It's big in Texas. And if it's big in Texas, it impacts everybody around these once United States. Also, check out ChrisSalcedo.com. That's where you find me. Chris Salcedo shows on KSEV, simulcast on Rumble and Getter and Newsmax 2. And also the Chris Salcedo show on Newsmax 1, Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock in the afternoon until 5 Eastern. Till we visit again, my friends, remember this. Society's worth, it's not measured by how much power is stolen by government. It's measured by how much power is reserved for you and me. We, the people. Stay vigilant out there, my friends.